Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Pillow Talk, presented to you by Dead and Married. I'm Travis. Hi, I'm Ashley. And I don't know where to go from here. We watched some movies this month. Oh, are, are we already jumping into movies? Because I was just going to say that you guys all get a treat this month. Like last year you got my sexy phlegm, this month you get Travis's sexy phlegm. Yeah, yeah, allergies are kicking my ass right now. Yeah, I thought you were like legitimately dying the other night. Uh, yeah. Not to mention, I thought like you were about to turn into Spider-Man or something. Well, that would have been okay. Because you were feeling, you came home and you were feeling really bad. And then all of a sudden you were like, something bit me on the back today. Maybe that has something to do with it. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> so I started laughing because I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with allergies? <laughs> yeah, I made like I my entire work day yesterday was fueled by decongestants and Red Bull. Ah, nice. So it was awesome. Yeah, I just I started doing this thing like okay, don't don't like come over here and slap me or anything, but <laughs> I was I was telling Aiden I'm like, you know what happens every time I get sick? Every time I get sick and I'm like, uh, you know, I really just want to lay down and not have to do anything and whatever and you're like, suck it up, buttercup. Where's my dinner? <laughs> I was like, but when men get sick for some reason, it turns into, I'm dying. I'm dying. Please love me. <laughs> well, I don't understand where you're getting this. You're the one that gets sick and you can't even get your own glass of water. I got sick and went to work. No, I am. Okay. Just, we need to correct this for everything. So I am not the guy that gets sick and like needs somebody to wait on him and bring me stuff and all that. I just want everyone to go away. I can get my own food. I can get my own water, but I want everybody else to leave me the hell alone. Yeah. That's me. To be fair, you still go to work. And I still go to work. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yes, you didn't, you didn't have any Texas man segments for us this month, but I did just want to point out that last week we all made a trip to Arlington to celebrate my graduation. And I got to see the dancing man, and I was so happy about that. I like made my day. I don't. I don't know why. I just was so happy I got to witness this in person. Yeah, he scared me to death though, because he was dancing, and and then he like I guess the light turned, and all of a sudden he started booking it across the street. And I was like, oh shit, dude, look out! I thought he was gonna get hit by a car. I guess he wanted to go dance on the other corner, but yeah, it just made me. Really I was afraid happy. for him there for a minute. Like I'm used to seeing him now. He's out there every fucking day. I I kind of wanted to go dance too. Is that weird? Well, I don't know. If, I don't know if you would or not. From what I understand, he. Lives He's out there jamming to like Katy Perry and Ariana Grande. So I, don't, I mean, I don't know that I, you I would could, want to dance to his music. You might I, want to bring your own music. I could fake it, I guess. Just you often dance to music that only you can hear. That's fair. In Home Depot. Home Depot, Walmart, Lowe's, basically anywhere where I'm going to be completely bored to tears because it takes you 15 minutes to look at one plank of wood. Well, you, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I get bored really easily, especially in public places. If, if like, okay, if I'm doing my own thing, I'm getting groceries or whatever, then I've got something to do. But if I'm there grocery shopping with someone else, you know, I'm there while they're getting their stuff, then I tend to get bored and I eat either wander off or I start dancing and and usually embarrass the people around me. <laughs> I don't think you get embarrassed anymore though. No, I'm used to it. But I think I think your mother still gets embarrassed when I do that. Yeah, she does. Well, cuz it's not like I'm just doing a little, you know. Like sometimes I'll full on like do the Carlton in the middle of the aisle. I I don't care. I don't know these people. Or start twerking. 
No, I do. I do not twerk. I've seen you do it. No, you have not. A little bit. <laughs> you have not. <laughs> Aiden might. If we asked Aiden to, he might. He, gives, he would totally. He do gives it. no shits. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I was going through like maybe I should just go ahead and tell you guys like probably the future of this show is going to look a little different. Things in my personal and professional life like really escalated in the last week or so, and I did not expect that to happen as quickly as it did because what was it back in May I made the decision to go back to school and went in signed up and they're like you're gonna start in July okay cool you're gonna go from July to August and so I did I went and I did my six weeks of both my programs EKG and phlebotomy and then okay cool take my finals I passed my finals and so the next thing after that is okay Ashley now you gotta go find a job so had my resume all typed up and I'm thinking you know maybe a month or two of me just putting in my applications and my resume and see what happens. No, I graduated in a week later. I have a job. I did not expect that to happen at all. <laughs> yeah, most people would be pretty happy with that. I mean, I am, but it's it's the timing of it, right? Because, you know, like we've been saying, kids are going back to school and trying to get back on that routine. And then it was like, no, bitch, you got a job. And all that being said, it's just, I'm going, like, I'm basically going to live at my job. That's the only thing that kind of sucks about it is I'm going to be there to a point where I'm going, when on earth am I going to have time to edit the show now? And that kind of stinks. But I'm going to do my best. So what it, what it may be is we... The editing is not quite as tight as it used to be. You may get a lot more ums from me in the future. <laughs> I like to cut out the ums, but there may be more of that. So it may be a Bill O'Reilly situation where we go, fuck it, we're doing it live, you know? And hopefully you guys will stick with us through that and forgive our flaws a little bit because we're just people, man. But anyway, so Travis, what movies did we watch this month? Why are you asking me? You got the list. <laughs> um, Let's see. What did we watch? We watched The Black Phone. That was that was pretty good. I really enjoyed it um, a lot. We watched Prey, which I don't know, people either love it or they're upset by it. I thought it was a good movie. I mean, you could definitely tell that the budget wasn't completely there because the CG was, eh, it wasn't great. But I still enjoyed the movie overall. It's not better than the first one, but it's still a good movie. I'm afraid my take's going to be a little bit hot just because anybody that says it's not their favorite Predator film automatically gets berated because they're like, well, if you didn't like the movie, it's just because there was a female protagonist. No, that's that's not my reasoning at all. Because anybody who says, I don't want a female lead or a female can't be a lead, then I give you Terminator and Alien. Alien versus Predator. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's not my beef with it at all. Um, I, I love strong female protagonists. My issue is that it's not ever going to be my favorite because Predator exists. That That's really all there is to it. I think it, that at the end of the day, it's still the superior film. And I also place Prey underneath Predator 2 and Predators because I have more love and nostalgia for those films. Now, if you want to talk about terms of a better made film, sure. 
you could say that Prey is a is a better film technically than those as far as story and cinematography and whatnot, sure. But it's just not ever going to be my favorite when those other three exist. Yeah, it was, the story was fine. I mean, there wasn't anything to me that just jumped out with the story itself that made it like, oh, this is so awesome. I don't care who the lead is. The lead is the lead. Male, female, doesn't matter to me. So the fact that it was a female takes nothing away from this movie. No. A couple things the that did take away from the movie. The CG was bad. Mm-hmm. It was just bad. And the pistol at the end. Yeah. That was just, I, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish with that. So that, that pistol was the same one that's at the end of part two. Right. And that pistol in part two was pulled straight from the comics at the time. It belonged to some pirate. Well, if it belonged to some pirate and he ended up from there to Danny Glover, how did she end up with it? Like, I, that doesn't, that didn't make any sense. That was just, they were just trying to tie movies together. Well, and I was going to say, it feels like with Halloween Kills, it feels like it was fan service for fan service sake. Evil dies tonight. <laughs> 40 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. But it, it was still a great movie. I had, yeah, I had, I had a great time with I it. I think the cinematography was pretty awesome. It was. It was and amazing. The, wherever it was that they shot that, the location was beautiful. It was. Yeah. And I liked that it went back to a simple story of just, you know, person versus creature. And I really appreciated that about it. Yeah. That they didn't have to do something crazy. Like, just scale back, you know? Yeah, it was It was kind of almost back to basics. Yeah. As opposed it, to Bonkers, the predator that felt like bigger, 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 yeah. you know? He was the last one standing. She was the last one standing. So, I mean, it was, it was kind of a... Not really a, a mirror image of the first one, but close. Definitely a boiled down one-on-one type of deal. And I, I appreciate that. I did too. The, like, one of the few complaints I had with it, apart from the CG. And the CG, let's face it, is just because the Predator doing as awful as it did, nobody was taking it seriously. They didn't want to take a chance with the with the money again, I guess. But at the, that being said, at the same time, I felt like he had technology that was more advanced than what he had in the first original film. Some of it, yeah. Like, there yeah. were some, I'm like, should he have that? Like, that doesn't make any sense well, to like me. Well, like the little spear gun thing where it shoots it and then it tracks. It's like a Yondu's little spear. He whistles and it goes wherever, right? Um, I thought that was really cool. I don't know that that's lower tech than the plasma caster thing he had in the other ones. So, yeah, the tech didn't seem to, to line up really. I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe not. Yeah, but still thought it was a great film. But moving on, um, I think we brought it up last episode episode or something we talked about rrr or r i don't know how what the proper it is is not a pirate movie (laughs) no it's not calm down kent it's not a pirate movie (laughs) no um i would urge everybody to watch that movie for sure i know we already went into it a little bit so i won't stick on it too long but if you haven't checked it out on netflix yet you think bollywood's not really my thing uh this is not Bollywood. i know it's tollywood we already said that last week but yes i'm just saying if you know bollywood has always been popular thing but if you're saying that's not really my genre i would urge you to check it out anyway it's like i don't know it's got a great story it's got a lot of action it's got some bonkers ass shit in it it's just i don't, I don't even know how to describe it's it it's like an indian dragon ball z <laughs> sort of i thought it was great yeah i did too the, it was the really thing great. is is that it's what three hours long yeah and i stayed engaged with it i did too uh, which like, is nuts i had no interest in watching it whatsoever in fact i think i was trying to study that night and i kept looking up looking up looking up to see what was going on and finally i just got sucked in and then it was like oh my god aiden you have to watch this movie so we spent the three hours watching it and then pulled aiden in there and made him watch it again yeah yeah and that's crazy that i would stay awake through a movie that long 
I right? mean, because let's be honest, I'm about to piss a bunch of people off. I can't stay awake through Star Wars, and they're not that long. But this one held my interest, so definitely worth checking out. Just make sure you got like the whole damn afternoon to do it. It takes me again, probably I'll piss some people off too. It takes me two tries to watch Alien. Like I'll do pretty good, but it's such. I think the problem is, is that it's such a cold calm film that it's definitely a slow jam yeah that i fall asleep about the halfway mark and then usually have to wake up and then finish watching it (laughs) like nearly every time i don't know why i'm sure i'm probably one of the only ones out there like that but nope i do it too (laughs) you did not watch this but i did and aiden did um ever since they announced that they were making an elvis movie aiden was like mom i really want to see this movie really want to see this movie um because i'm not i'm as far as older music it goes. I'm not really an Elvis fan. Never have been. I, you know, I I prefer stuff like the Temptations or the Beatles. That's that's more usually more my speed. But Aiden, you know, I, I think it was, was a Fallout that he's playing. Yeah, something like that. And they play a lot of older music in those games. So he became an Elvis fan through that. And all the time in the car, he's like, I want to listen to Elvis. I want to listen to Elvis. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm good. But I knew how much he wanted to watch it. So when the theater at home option was available on Voodoo, I was like, okay, I'll watch it with you. And I found myself ending up singing along to the stuff that I knew, of course. And then it's wow, like Austin Butler gave the best performance of Elvis that I've ever seen in my life. And he, I was engaged the entire time because it's also a three hour movie and it didn't feel like it. But uh, I'm going to say my favorite film that we saw this month was Nope. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I thought that movie was pretty great. I liked it a lot. I, uh, oh no, Jordan Peele strikes again. Like this is his, he's three for three, I guess, as far as I'm concerned. So it is three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because there was another movie out there and I was like, oh yeah, that was him. And you were like, no, that's not him. He oh, you were thinking it. of Candyman. Yeah, he produced it, but that wasn't him. Now, I thought Nope was great. Kiki Palmer, she's awesome. She's awesome. And <laughs> <laughs> I was say, your new girlfriend, you mean? <laughs> yeah, she's great. I don't know. I, I like his small cast. Uh, Glenn, he didn't get eaten by zombies. Steven Yun. Yeah, whatever. He didn't get killed by <laughs> Negan in this one, so yay. Uh, but he's always good. Like we saw him, uh, what was it, May- Mayhem? Was that the uh-huh. name of it? He was great in that too. I don't know. It, I don't, that one was just... He kind of checked all the boxes. There was some suspense there. There was a little bit of gore in there. It was the only thing that I would say was a little bit disappointing to me was the final reveal of the monster, right? Because it looked like a this looked like a big parachute. Um, I didn't, but it was cool. It was an original idea. So even though that probably was it wasn't what I thought it was going to be necessarily, but it was still cool. Yeah, I I thought it was really great. Of his three, it's probably still not my favorite. I think that honor is always going to go to Get Out. No, I don't know. I think if I was going to pick, honestly, I think I'd put nope first because alien uh yeah it's just that's more my more my thing right but uh no it was great if you haven't watched it go check it out yeah but that that's pretty much it for movies we watched anyway should we segue into questions now because they are plentiful this month i see you've got multiple pages for i have questions. multiple questions multiple equations <laughs> equations <laughs> equations yeah <laughs> i have multiple questions and as always guys be sure to hit us up on twitter or any of our social media platforms forms and give us those questions because they're fun as fuck honestly yeah and you did when you were like yeah we got a bunch of questions this week and i was like all right so i'm thinking in the back of my mind so we'll take maybe a couple from this person a couple from this person a couple from this person and you're like no we're answering all of them so now it's time for q a with 
TNA. You know, that name's perfect, right? I like it. I think maybe we stop calling it Pillow Talk and we start calling it TNA with Q and <laughs> Q&A with TNA. Yeah. Okay, so Karima says, okay, here are some fun ones. Who is your favorite author? That's simple for both of All us. Right. One, two, three. King. Stephen King. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you jumped the gun. <laughs> yeah, simple enough. Um, yeah, we had a whole episode dedicated to that, so I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Second question is, list two pet peeves. Oh, man. People that don't put their shopping carts up. Agree. Either take them back to the building or put them in one of those little cart corral things, or you are not fit to live in human society. Agree. Uh, and people that smack when they eat. Oh, when I was a kid, you'd get the food slapped out of your mouth for that. Same, same. So mine are people who treat wait staff like shit. That just fucking goes all over me. Like that job is hard. I don't care what you say. It's a fucking hard job. And there's a reason that more people are not doing that job anymore. They don't get a fair wage and they get treated like shit. So second one is... And don't leave shit tips either. Yeah, yeah. Leave a decent tip. Come on. Um, my second one is uh, people trying to force their political or religious views on you. Uh, I don't believe in... One party or the other, I just believe in parties. <laughs> so, yeah, please don't try to force your stuff on me. If you can't have an adult conversation, then don't talk to each other. Like, there's there's way more to talk about in this world than everything that's wrong with it. So, anyway, next question is, in your opinion, what is the most brutal way to die? Mm. I think we're, are we doing a one, two, three on this one again? You got it wrong last time. I got it wrong? Yeah, you did. How well, did I, on, I said three and then you were like, ah! uh, Okay. You're like, it's me. Want to do then... better this time? Okay. <laughs> Okay, one, two, three. Burning. Oh, I thought it was, I thought we agreed. No. Being eaten alive. We didn't discuss this at a time. Being eaten <laughs> alive and burning to death. Yes. Is the worst. Yes, I agree. Eaten alive. Ugh, I just, ugh, I can't. Like that movie Frozen. I was thinking Jaws. Not the one with singing, the one with the wolves. Right. <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, I was thinking Jaws and Quint. Just, yeah. Maybe it has something to do with the performance he gave, but pretty fucking awful. Uh, being buried alive would be pretty gnarly too, I think. It could be. I think you'd suffocate though. Yeah, possible. Um, next question. In the zombie apocalypse, what would be your weapon of choice? You go first. I was thinking of that movie. It's probably pretty obscure. Evolution. Where the general goes, with napalm, 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 napalm. <laughs> lots and lots of napalm. As far as like something more realistic and close range, I like Negan's barbed wire wrapped bat or Steve and Stranger Things. Take your pick. But I think that's a cool weapon. Yeah, I think, I think traps would be the way to go. You don't have to reload them. You don't have to sharpen them or anything. Find a way to trap zombies and then just burn them. That's smart. Be done. That's a very So you don't have choice. to get close. Barring that, I think Morgan's staff, I mean, I'm not like Kung Fu the Legend continues or anything, <laughs> but I think, it, it's, you know, like a walking stick. It'd be functional and you can kind of keep your distance. So her final question is, would you sleep inside a coffin for the night? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm way too claustrophobic for that. I couldn't do it. I accidentally locked myself in a closet once. It's still like traumatizing to this day. <laughs> yeah. I think I could as long as the lid wasn't on. Which yeah. it probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, so, you know, your modern coffins have got the latch so that if the coffin gets tilted or if somebody drops it, the body doesn't fall out. That would freak me out if the lid was locked. But if it was one of those where, the, you know, you just sit the lid like a, a nail the lid down coffin type where it's not attached and you can just push it off and get out, it'd be fine. I think I could sleep on in there until my shoulder woke me up because I kind of flail a little bit I'll when say, I sleep. you're a pretty violent sleeper. And I would get, <laughs> yeah, I, I could probably sleep until I got really uncomfortable and had to get out, get out but it wouldn't scare me. Okay. Thank you, Karima. Those questions were great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for not asking any uncomfortable personal stuff. That means you have to ask uncomfortable personal stuff next month. That does not mean that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so her next series of questions comes from my bestie Megan and she says, hello there. Hope you guys are having a good day. Here are my questions for Pillow Talk. One, do you enjoy movies from other countries more? Uh, I, I enjoy them the appropriate amount. I don't, <laughs> I don't say, I wouldn't say that I enjoy them more. I mean, it just depends on the movie. Like I really like Old Boy, but there's American movies that I like better than that. So it's pretty much my sentiment too. I don't know that I enjoy them more necessarily. I just like what I like. I don't, I don't think I have a preference yeah, either I'm way. Pretty I feel like I judge movies pretty equally regardless of where they're from. Next question on the same subject is, do you mind reading subtitles when you watch a foreign language film or would you prefer it to be dubbed into your own language? Dub Dragon Ball because it's better. Yes. Uh, subtitles on everything else. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't I don't mind reading subtitles. I prefer it, in fact, because I feel like if you have it in their native language, then you can continue to hear what they're trying to convey emotionally. And in, in a film like Old Boy, for example in the subject matter, certain things that happen, I feel like you, it's, you're, you benefit more from hearing it the way it's supposed to be heard. Yeah, and if you watch that one with the English dub, what he says in English is not what the subtitles say. Like right. the dialogue has changed a little bit. And I, I would rather get the the original intent, the original dialogue. So I'd, I would rather read subtitles in that right. in that instance. But like you said, as far as like Dragon Ball goes, because I'm a huge fan of Dragon Ball, um, I saw the dubbed versions first and they had some amazing voice actors playing the roles of Goku and Vegeta. And so that's what I'm accustomed to. And so when I tried to watch it, with subtitles, it felt off. <laughs> like not not in, like in a bad way. Like it just, it kind of took me out of it almost. So in that sense, in my animation, I prefer to have, um, have it dubbed. So there you go. Number three, are you looking forward to any upcoming movies? Do you want to do one, two, three on this one again? Okay. okay. One, two, three. Halloween, Halloween ends. ends. <laughs> Yes, yes, we are so looking forward to that. And for some reason, David Gordon Green has seen it fit to release the films on Travis's birthday every year, so he gets birthday present. Not every year. It's just this one. Well, I think they did last year, too. And this is his birthday present to me. So, yeah, specifically to you. <laughs> specifically to me. <laughs> um, what is your unpopular opinion on horror movies? Just in general, how much hate mail do you want? <laughs> You want to get kicked off of Twitter? Uh, no. I think Hitchcock's overrated. And I th his movies are boring to me. To me. Other people can love them. That's fine. That's cool. If you love Hitchcock, you love Hitchcock. I can think of one person right now that is probably getting in their car to drive here and stab me. Um, but yeah, they just Hitchcock just doesn't do it for me. I can't speak on it because I've only seen Psycho, but I love that film. So yeah, I've seen Psycho and what was it? Vertigo and then Rear Window. Send all your hate mail. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> yeah, just they just don't do it for me. That's all. <laughs> Um, so my unpopular opinion is going to be that people should separate art from the artist. I know there's a lot of people that can't do that, refuse to do that, don't want to do that. But we, we've touched on this a little bit before about films like Jeepers Creepers is, is the one that comes to my mind first. That horrible atrocity that that director, I'm not going to give him any credit, that he committed. I don't think it's fair for people to say that they're going to boycott that series, but then turn around and praise films like Hitchcock films, for instance, or Polanski's films when P 
Polanski literally committed the same crime. It's it, To me, that's not fair. Yeah, and back to Hitchcock. Apparently, from what I understand, he was pretty horrible to female actors, right? Or actresses. Tippi, Tippi Hedren in particular, and, yeah. Yeah, she couldn't. He made it where she couldn't even get cast in a movie because she wouldn't sleep with him. Yeah. Wasn't that it? Yeah, that's, so. that's pretty horrible. Yeah. But yeah, like, I'll watch this movie with this one pedo, but I'm not going to watch this movie with this other pedo. Like, make it make sense to me, guys. So Be, be consistent. Yeah. Anyway, I won't I won't <laughs> bitch about that for too long. But thank you, Megan, for your questions. Our next series of questions comes from Lala. Yay, we love you. Yay, Lala. <laughs> and Lala asks, what is an unpopular opinion you have? And this is in general this time not just film like in general in general unpopular with everyone i I don't know okay (laughs) it's the majority i guess all right i'm about to i'm about to burn it up are you ready ready you can put anything in a tortilla (laughs) fucking anything you used to give me the weirdest looks but like i I don't even care what it is it's like hey we're gonna have hot dogs we don't have any buns but we got tortillas guess what it's even gonna be cleaner you don't have to have a fork or anything for that you can still do a chili dog in a tortilla you can do anything you can literally do anything in a tortilla and they take up less space than like bread i'm just saying and if you think about it people agree because they do a lot of shit on flatbread (laughs) and flatbread is just a tortilla i don't know like like okay growing up in a latin household we had tortillas with every Thing. So I get the sentiment here, but <laughs> it's mostly you and Aiden. Like, okay, we don't have any dessert or whatever for after dinner. Like, I'm just going to put some peanut butter in a tortilla. <laughs> oh my God. Like, What's wrong with that? Like, every time I'm like, okay, I'm making a grocery list. What do I need next? You're like, we need tortillas. Aiden, we need tortillas. And I'm like, come on, guys. Like, shit. I remember the f- <laughs> when we were shit i think we were still dating the first time you saw me i was like putting a chicken tender on a tortilla right (laughs) like from chicken express or something and you're like what the fuck are you doing i'm like it's just a chicken wrap i don't and guess what you find when you go places now the same thing i i don't guess it's necessarily what you're putting in them it's that you put everything in them yeah fuck it i'd put ramen noodles in a tortilla i don't even give a shit Like, it would work. I was just thinking of that film waiting. Like, you can't mix Mexican and continental. You absolutely can. (laughs) See, that's the thing, is that not everything goes with Mexican, but tortillas go with everything. Okay. So for me, and I hate using the word overrated. I it like It's like you and iconic. I don't like using the word overrated or underrated because I feel like it gets thrown out too much. But my unpopular opinion is that I think Ryan Reynolds is overrated. You watch your mouth. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't. It would it would be it would be different if I thought he had some real range. And the thing was that there have been movies he has tried to do something different in, like Amityville, for instance. But he I wish he would have stuck with that because it, now it feels like every film we get is the Ryan Reynolds comedy shtick and he's basically playing himself in every single film. So I have a theory about that. The my and my theory is this. He did Amityville, which was good. I thought it was good. 12 pack abs are good. Mm. No disagreement there. I knew you wouldn't. Anyway, (laughs) but I think that financially it didn't do as well as like a Van Wilder type where he's being a funny guy. Well, I would say Deadpool instead of Van Wilder. Or whatever. Or Deadpool. Well, Deadpool hadn't come out then. So, but I mean, if you look at his movies historically up to that point, they'd all been comedies and he'd all been that guy. Mm -hmm. And they'd all perform probably better financially. I haven't looked it up. So he just kind of went back to what had been making him money before. Yeah, I guess that's my problem is I just, I feel like as an actor, he plays it too safe. I'd, I'd like to see more range from him. Yeah. And it, it, he's capable of doing it. 
and you see it just every now and then in a movie where he'll get serious for a second. Like even in Deadpool, there's a couple of moments where he gets serious and he can really do it. I just think that that's not what writes his checks. All right, that's fair, but that's that's uh, that's my hot take. I would here. like to see him explore something outside of the normal thing for him. Okay, so then she asked the hard question of what are your top five horror movies? Uh, I wrote them down. I've got a list somewhere. Hang on. And we're back. I've got my list. All right. So Halloween. And these are in no particular order. No. Right. Halloween. John Carpenter's first Halloween. Not the most recent ones or any of the rest of them. (laughs) No, I'm just saying. I'm being specific. Right. Uh, 78. Yeah. 78. Train to Basan. Jaws. Army of Darkness. And Old Boy. And if you say Old Boy is not a horror movie, you've never seen it. So that's my list. I would say, I don't know. I'm one of those people that doesn't consider Old Boy a horror movie, but I can see where the argument could be made for psychological horror, maybe. Absolutely. And there's some body horror in there as well. Some? Yeah. There's quite a bit. (laughs) So mine should not be a surprise to anybody. And you're going to like do jerking off movements to mock me because I know. But they are Hellraiser, of course. (laughs) See, Travis is over here. mimicking <laughs> with this tongue sticking out yeah um <laughs> predator because again of course candy man the fly the thing yeah my mind never it never changes you're so predictable i know i know i'm boring <laughs> so lala's next question is if you can rewrite any horror movie ending what movie and what would you change you go first me go first me go first me yes. go first so <laughs> i'm gonna say freddy versus jason because it was a movie that was extremely hyped up and while it has its problems and I'm not a huge fan of it now I think had they left in the ending or the ideas that they had talked about having first I would probably still to this day love it and that is one I think the addition of of Ash would have been fucking perfect. Now I realized that was going to be a sequel so maybe that doesn't really count here. However they did have an original ending where at the end of the film both of our monsters were in hell doing whatever I guess fighting face to face or face off whatever and then all of a sudden chains pop out boys get pulled apart and then we see pinhead and he says now gentlemen what seems to be the problem and end it there that would be fucking perfect and if they had kept that it would probably still be one of my favorite films that that's such an epic note to go out on okay that's that's a choice (laughs) that's a choice we'll see what you do better then all right so i picked army of darkness and I know, I know, you're saying it's already a perfect movie, but I would argue that Ash doesn't win in any of the endings, in any of the editions that I've seen. But you get the Screwhead edition, the Bootleg edition, the original theatrical release. He sort of loses in some way in all of those. He sleeps too long. He ends up right back at Smart. All that. I want to see him maybe even stay in medieval England or wherever he was and win. Like he he like kills it, destroys the Necronomicon, whatever, and then you see him. He's like standing on a mountain with his chains up like metal you know with like girl hanging onto his leg star wars poster style because hell to the king baby <laughs> i would give this is gonna sound so bad i'd give him a happy ending <laughs> that's what she yeah. said <laughs> yeah i can't believe that yeah it just came out that way <laughs> but maybe anyway move on all right it's gonna get on. weird 
And she asks if we're excited for the Netflix release of Wednesday. Yes. Yes and no for me. I, I'm I'm mixed about it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it because the idea of having a full-on murderous Wednesday is intriguing to me. Like that, as soon as I saw the bit with the piranhas, I was like, cool, we're going to do something new and fun and interesting. I, I want to see what a murderous Wednesday looks like. But then we find out she's going to an academy and that's where you kind of lost me there. I, I don't want teen drama in there i mean maybe maybe for some that's a fun idea but for me i went no yeah uh, that that's sort of a cause for a pause i guess yeah, with I me too like i don't uh, care who's dating who and i don't care who likes who and who doesn't like I, who what the cool thing about the adams family wasn't the original like on tv black and white adams family it was i mean it was interesting seeing their there's their their lives right but it was always interesting to me to see them interacting with normal people right and so we're going to put her in a school where she's interacting with a bunch of people that are kind of like her so i mean i get i feel like there's a cartoon that isabel has watched where it's like your movie monsters it's like their kids in high school and that's what this feels like to me a little bit i still want to watch it don't get me wrong oh no no i'm still gonna try it i'm just saying i'm i'm going to go in yeah i want to see a good violent r-rated adams family yeah but i don't know that that's the direction i would have necessarily taken it like into high school yeah. Like just seeing them go on a rampage through a town would be awesome. But yeah, yeah I'm still, I'm down. I'm DTF. <laughs> okay. Next question is, and you're going to love this one. I'm ready. What is it? <laughs> Who is your gay crush? I'm going to say Ryan Reynolds just because you said you didn't like him. <laughs> I thought you had a list here. I, like I can name all of your. You didn't ask me for the list. You asked for one. So why don't, why don't you give the list? I only have no, one. No, <laughs> I'm not doing the list. Not right now. I'm not in the mood. <laughs> Not in the mood to do the list. Fine. So my pick is going to be Florence Pugh. That's mine too. Oh, gosh almighty. Like, Can she be my pick and I'll throw Ryan Reynolds back? Are are you a woman? No. Okay, then she can't. For her, I could be. (laughs) Yeah, she is beautiful. (laughs) She's also a great actress. Yes, she is. Like at the risk of, I'm just not being a creeper. She really is a good actress. Yes. Final question. Oh, sorry. This is not the final question. Next question is, if you were a horror villain, what kind would you be and what's your name? You you planned something a little more elaborate for this than I did. Well, I I think I misunderstood the question. I just don't. Well, I didn't misunderstand the question. I just, I went too far with it. (laughs) Maybe. Go ahead. We're waiting. Oh, you're waiting? Okay. So I deliver beer. So it's like, it's just about, I don't know. It's stuff. It's my life right? Beer's not my life, but it's my work. So what I do, I spend more time doing that than I do at home. So anyway, thinking like the story is like, there's this guy and he delivers beer and it's like to a sporting arena. And like one day at an event, his family's there and it collapses because it's poorly built and they die. So he's pissed off, but they're rebuilding it in the same shitty way it was before. So he starts going after like all the executives and knocking them off. He like grinds them up and he puts them in kegs. And then before they open the the event, their venue again, he goes in and he taps in all those kegs full of blood. So when they tap, when they start pouring beer the next day, it's just blood coming out. <laughs> we're going to call it Bob. You're just Bob. Barrels of blood. Oh. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I snuck one in on you. I know, that's probably pretty lame, but you put me on the spot, damn it. <laughs> 
so mine is also going to be in reference to my profession because I'm I'm going with like a nurse 3D or American Mary scenario here where I'm I'm gonna I guess I would call it the blood letter which is yeah I know it's cringe <laughs> but basically I don't know how I can't give nearly as much detail as you can but I'm just a murderous nurse who drains people like maybe we could go the angle of using blood as vitality again a la the lady in Hostel 2 like, or something uh, was it Countess Bathory yeah or whatever I think she did that yeah maybe something like that that that's that's my answer I'm just gonna be scary nurse lady <laughs> you didn't come up with a clever acronym I, either I didn't <laughs> you thought when I told you Bob you were just like oh okay that's that's a name <laughs> Yeah. Thank you, Lala. These were great, too. Yeah, I had fun with that. Our next questions come from my other bestie, Allison McCarthy. You can find her as Allison Writes on Twitter and Instagram. And her first question is, what are some of the most popular horror community opinions that leave you scratching your head? Because you don't see it that way at all. So for me... And again, this, this could be this could be a hot take, kind of controversial, maybe. And again, these are just my opinions; they're not gospel by any means. But it's once again something Travis and I have spoken openly about, and that's gatekeeping in the genre, like or people automatically saying that a film is woke, even if it's not. First of all, I don't I don't even fucking like that word at all. Film have films have to change with the times, right? What worked 30 years ago is not going to work in today's setting or climate. I think people are like, I don't, I don't want a political message getting shoved down my throat. That's fine. Then just don't watch them. It's really that simple, but don't, you know, come at people for saying, this is cool. This makes this film more realistic to, to me, something I can relate to better. Like who, who cares? Let people enjoy what they enjoy. I happen to think that progressing film and trying new things and different topics is what's going to help keep the genre alive. We keep going, continuing to do tried and true, tried and true. It's going to die out again, just like it did, you know, after slasher genre thing happened, you know? Um, the actors that were in films before, they're old guys now. We can't keep continuing to use them. And you can't say, well, this character wouldn't do that. This character wouldn't do this. Let's try something new. Let's, let's have a different spin on the character. You know, let's give somebody else a chance to portray that character. I said, I've talked about it before with Candyman in particular, but I'm just tired of people gatekeeping or being elitist and saying they're not going to watch a film because like before they even know anything about it, they just make the assumption, well, this movie's not going to be for me, so I'm not going to see it. How can we expect more horror films to come out if we're not getting anybody to watch them anyway because they've made up their mind about the film without even watching it? Yep. You? That's all I have to say about that. Uh, so for me, it's I'm kind of back to art versus artist. I know you kind of talked about your your end of it, but I think for me, uh, I have an issue with it when somebody says, "Well, this director, this one person, this one person did a thing that we don't like," and it may be legitimately horrible that they did. So we're going to boycott their movie if that's their choice. That's their choice. But there were, in some cases, hundreds of other people that also worked on that movie that didn't do that horrible thing. So you're going to deny all of these other people the credit that they deserve. Potential, what, royalties, maybe. I don't know how how getting paid works in the movie industry. They get all the movie up front, like, or every time you go rent it on Vudu, do they get three cents? I, I have no idea. I know that, like, with, uh, I think with authors, like, they get royalty checks every month or whatever for however many copies of the book they've sold. Anyway, however it works. But you're going to deny the hard work that all these other people put into this film because of one asshole? 
Well, their answer to that is usually, well, they shouldn't have taken a job knowing what that person did. So they're supporting that person's actions too. Okay, so we're assuming that they knew what that person did. Exactly. I just, I don't buy that. That just sounds like bullshit to me. And then they're going to go watch Rosemary's Baby. So (laughs) uh, that just, yeah. uh, I have a problem with that whole thing there. They just pick and choose what they want to be pissed off about. I I think. For God's sake, at least be consistent. Yeah, I think it's a lot of it. People find reasons to be pissed off nowadays when that's not what films are for. They're supposed to be an escape. They're they're meant to be enjoyed, yeah. not to cause arguments between people. Yeah, but I mean, I can I can condemn the actions of a single person and still give credit to the other people that did a great job. You know, that's just I don't know. You got to be able to you got to be a grown up and be able to separate that shit. That's it is what it is. Exactly. What else you got? Okay, next question is: What horror movies or shows over the last ten years or so have surprised you in terms of quality? If they were better, I'm sorry. They were much better made and executed than you expected. And are there any that surprised you with their lack of quality when you expected more? Um, the sadness. The sadness was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, oh, but honestly, that was the first what, Thai movie that I've ever seen. Um, but when I heard that it was from Thailand, I thought they're not. It's not. They're like not known for their film industry, at least not here. You know what I mean? Not in the United States that I know of. Like when you know, like it's a Bollywood movie or Tollywood movie. You kind of know what you're going to get, but they've been making movies over there for a really long time. So they've kind of got it nailed down. But yeah, first time movie I'd ever watched. And so I thought, eh, it's a zombie movie. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it stacks well, up. it's not the first time movie you've ever seen because you were a big Tony Jaw fan. But I think okay. it's the first, first time Thai horror, horror movie. movie. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So yes, let me backtrack a little bit. This is the first Thai horror movie I'd ever seen. Now, when it comes to action movies, they got that shit nailed down. They've that they're they're fantastic at, at their action movies. But yes, I was like, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And it, man, that one blew my hair back. That one, it was really good. So one that I was disappointed in, or just wasn't as good as I thought it would have been, should have been. Uh, it's the new Chainsaw. I just wasn't on Netflix or something like that. The mm-hmm. new the Chainsaw Twenty Two. I just it just didn't do it for me. I don't know what I was expecting. I wasn't expecting old Leatherface. I wasn't expecting them to recast the lady from the original movie. Uh, what's her name? Sally? Mm-hmm. Recast her with a totally different person. That just and now she's a sheriff who's like been waiting all this time for him to come back. I don't know. I just didn't. I didn't dig the story. Um, the only thing in the movie that I thought that's badass. They needed more of that. Was the him in the bus. Right? Like what happens when you're trapped in a bus with Leatherface? Well, now we know. That was pretty much the high point of the movie. I just didn't care for anything else after that. Well, again, in in harking back to what we were just saying, I don't have a problem with the fact that they recast Sally's character because Marilyn Burns obviously had died. My problem was, or like I said, I want them to do new things, try new things with films. And they weren't trying something new. They were trying Halloween 2018. That yeah, was the problem much. that I had. Yeah, they wanted her to be Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes. And she just well, I don't know. It's not I'm not it didn't bother me that they tried something new because like I like some of the alternative chainsaw movies like mm-hmm. the next generation. They try and do something a little bit different. A lot and of people don't fun. like it, but I enjoy those yeah, movies. Yeah, I think it's fun. But I just don't I just I don't know. The new thing that they tried just didn't do it for me. 
So I'm not upset that they tried something. It just it wasn't. That one wasn't for me. Okay. So for my one that I was impressed with was also the sadness. I think that it was way better than it had any right being. Uh, talked about it before. Cinematography was beautiful. The practical effects were outstanding. It was first movie in a while that disturbed me. And that's always a bonus. So, um, but as far as something I was disappointed in, my answer is going to be Prey. And again, going back to what I said at the beginning, I think the, because people didn't take it seriously for, you know, for what the Predator had gotten wrong before it, if they had had the budget, if it had been taken seriously, who knows, that might've been even better. Like just throw a little bit more money at it so that the bear doesn't look incredibly fake or, you know, the other, the other animals, the blood, you know, I wish that a little bit more care had been putting into it as far as what they were allowed and not allowed to do because there was so much about that film that was wonderful so that was my pick for that next question is what non-horror movies shows would you love to see some of your favorite horror characters appear in and how would you write the characters into these non-horror worlds (laughs) travis yours was fun you want me to go first yeah (laughs) i think chucky should be in toy story I agree. It's great. Where the fuck is Andy? <laughs> uh, yeah. And that one's easy. It's easy to get him there, right? Andy's mom buys him a good guy doll. Except the one she buys is Charles Lee Ray. Right. And he shows up, kills Woody, like stabs Buzz Lightyear. I don't know. He would be huge. See, I wouldn't have him kill Woody or Buzz. I would I would make it into where Woody and Buzz have to stop him. No, they could. Except like Chucky's a three foot tall doll and they were all small. Hey, he would be bigger than everybody. they took out Sid. Eh, they and scared. Sid was, they, Sid was a whole full ass child. They scared Sid and he was he was just a little boy. I'm just saying we can't bring height differentials I'm just saying this. Chris Sarandon <laughs> couldn't really put down Chucky. <laughs> So you keep keep he, my husband's name out your mouth. You got a grown ass man that can't do it. So, but yeah, I think that would be hilarious. You know what would be funny is if you introduced him into that world, and there's all these other talking toys. Like his first thought's probably going to be, "These are the trapped souls of other people like me." So it might be a really interesting dynamic. Right. What's yours? I'm just picturing Chucky's name at the bottom of his good guy shoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. So mine's not nearly as fun. Mine's way more serious, of course. But again, going back to Breaking Bad, I said I've been binging it, so I guess it's just on my mind. But um, I was thinking, what if you drop Pinhead into that universe? Okay, hear me out. So you basically go on this journey with these flawed characters on maybe they started out with good intentions, but the horrific things that they do to stay in power you know, hurting the people that they love, causing deaths. I mean, in Walt's case, some pretty fucking substantial deaths. Like I'm thinking the the airplane crash. This this is prime material for in this underworld drug scenario that somebody happens across this box. You know, maybe it's being used as currency or something, but you get this box mysteriously show up and people like Walt, people like Jesse and Saul, Gus, you know, meet their demise because of everything that they've done. So yes, basically back to Judge Pinhead, that whole scenario. So I said, not as fun, but... (laughs) 
but I still think it would be cool. <laughs> so next question is, if you had to speculate on a sequel for the 2022 Texas Chainsaw Massacre that we just talked about for Netflix, where do you think the franchise will go? Or do you think they should abandon that storyline completely and start over with something else? I think they should just start over. Uh, just just do something different. That's that's me. I, like how part of me wants to say sort of a back to your roots kind of thing. But then people are going to be like, well, you just want to remake the original movie? Nah, not really that. But just one of the problems I had with the new movie was it was too polished. One of the things that makes the old one good is that it's so just dirty and gritty looking. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It just looks like Texas. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Well, the, funny thing. I'm yeah. kidding. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's facts. But I think that was that was part of the, the charm of the original. You know what I mean? And they wouldn't have to retell the story, but they need to get, they need to get that feel. If they could capture that feel, even in a different different type of story, it would still work, if that makes any kind of sense. What okay. about you? So mine's a little mi- bit meaner. I think they need to stop, period. Because what's going to happen is, because we, we very much had an ending of this new one that was like the ending of the original, where you have the one girl get away, she's laughing maniacally and you know so where did you go after after that from there you went to texas chainsaw massacre 2 that was just completely insane had nothing to do with the film that came before it and i love that movie it's 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 a ton of fun but honestly this i don't know as many franchises as i love and and there's there are several of them i feel like texas chainsaw massacre is one you didn't need sequels to i think it made a bold fucking statement on its own and didn't need any follow-ups and this is one that i would absolutely just leave alone where do i see it going in the future that's a hot take (laughs) where do i see it going in the future is anyone's guess i don't know what they could do apart from not continuing on with her storyline but taking him somewhere else next group of fresh-faced teenagers ending up in this town. Of course, at the end of that film or at the end of the credits, we see that he ended up back home. So maybe it could be the same scenario as, you know, but yeah, I but hope that, not. At that point, aren't they just retelling the first one? Yes, exactly. And that typically doesn't go well. I don't know. Maybe David Gordon Green gets a hold of it at that point. Mm, I, don't, I don't know. Oh, he's, he's doing a pretty good job with Halloween. I mean, he is. It's true. If it, I, I would love it if somebody would have an original idea and could do something with it because at this point I don't think like that character is being taken seriously anymore. Oh, I agree. Because Gunnar Hansen as Leatherface was terrifying. The idea of you being stuck out there in the middle of nowhere, there's nothing you can do. In Texas, no one can hear you scream, <laughs> you know. Yeah, cuz you they're too far away. <laughs> yeah. That like I said, it worked fine on its own. We we don't in my opinion, we don't need anything else. So That's fair. I could go that route too. Yeah. And next question, what movies do you wish you could find on Shudder? I would like to see more of like the top tier foreign horror, I think. I'm sure so I mean if you look at like New Zealand, there was Deathgasm, um, Dead Alive came from there. You've got the sadness in Thailand. Korea has got a huge assortment. Of, uh, of horror movies. I just would like to see what does the top tier look like from around the world. Mm-hmm. You I mean, mentioned some Irish movies recently. There's been some Irish movies that are pretty mm-hmm. damn good. I just, I, I feel like a lot of times when we see the, the 
foreign movies in there. It's like uh, they just they were the cheapest ones that they could buy and put on there. And I don't want to see that. I want to see you know what the good ones look like. Mm-hmm. So okay. So my bitch is. I wish that there was one channel out there, and and I would love it if Shutter could be that channel. But I want it to be your one stop shop for all horror movies. This whole thing with different platforms and who owns the rights to this, who owns the rights to, to that. That oh man, they get on my nerves so fucking bad. Like ugh, that was a thing with Better Call Saul recently, actually, because I wanted to watch that, and I was like, oh right, I have AMC Plus. That's their show. I can go and I can binge a series there, only to get there and find out, oh no, you have to pay for all these individual episodes now. So I'm going, what the fuck? How? This is their show. Apparently, because of their licensing rights, now they can't do that. And I think that's because all of that series, as well as Breaking Bad, are all on Netflix. So they have some agreement with them that prohibits them from streaming it anywhere else, which is just bullshit, in my opinion. So that being said, I wish that Shutter, Screenbox, whatever other uh, channels are out there, streaming services, you could find somewhere where you could find all of your big three. You could find all of your bigger franchises, just one stop for every single franchise. That that would be my dream, if if nothing else. So, And final question, this one's a fun one. What is a dream box set that you'd love to own? You should go first. <laughs> go first? Back to, back to what I was literally just talking about. I wish I could have a Breaking Bad box set, but somebody forced... Uh, Somebody does it in a way that everything is done chronologically. Instead of having to hop from one series back to this series, back to the other series, to the movie, because there is a film too, and they just kind of do it all in chronological order so you get the story as it's happening. I think it would make for a much more fulfilling viewing experience, and I want them to come in a big RV. (laughs) So you're talking about like they blend uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul and El Camino. And El Camino together? Yes. Okay. All right. It's an interesting little idea. I like that idea. I would I would buy that shit. I'd buy that for a dollar. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I would want a Halloween box set with every Halloween movie. Yes. Even you can even throw in the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. I'd never watch them, but I'd have them, right? <laughs> and I want them to come in Dr. Loomis's car. <laughs> all right? Hear me out. They're all in the trunk of Dr. Loomis's car. But it's not like a little toy car. It's like the size of a fucking power wheel. <laughs> Like, you can put your kid in there, and they can pedal it around the house. So you can be like, hey, bring me Halloween 2. <laughs> and they just pedal it over there, and you open the trunk, and there it is. <laughs> That's pretty big, and I can't imagine the cost of something like that. You never said what size that box set had to be. That's true. <laughs> Yes, that's what I want. I'm surprised you don't want your uh, Breaking Bad box set inside like a giant blue crystal. No, I think the RV would be fun. You just open the top lid of the RV and they are. You should have a smoke machine in it so that every now and then you get a little puff of smoke like coming out the windows. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Allison, for these questions. They were really yeah. fun and made us think a little bit. I had to marinate on some of these for a bit before we recorded. But yep. um, I just realized I made a big boo-boo and we forgot one of Lala's questions. Uh oh. Because she asked it a few oh, minutes later. Oh, you're in later. trouble now. Yeah, and that was what our dream vacations would be. So I've almost had mine twice. Almost. Almost. Just, oh, you almost had it. Almost had it. <laughs> so uh, 
it could so my dream vacation could happen either in Colorado in the mountains or down on the coast. So we went to Woodland Park, Colorado one year, rented a house, and it was like you could see Pikes Peak from the porch. And then we had a house, it was on the uh, Bolivar Peninsula, which was, it was fantastic. In Galveston. In Gal- Well, not in Galveston, but uh, Galveston adjacent. Yeah. <laughs> and But it was fantastic. So like if we just do the beach thing, I don't know, I think it would be cool to just get up. I'd want it, our house, the house that we rented was like, what, three three rows back, four rows back from the water. So you could still kind of hear the waves and stuff and you could see everything, but I'd, I'd want to be closer, like right up on the beach. And I think I would just wake up in the morning and drink coffee and then we'd go tool around all day and come back and grill a burger and sit on the porch and drink beer till the sun went down and then go to the beach, but only to knee deep because sharks. <laughs> because drowning. <laughs> sharks. Yeah. I fear sharks more than drowning. <laughs> So your answers are basically the same as my answers. Yeah, probably. And um, if you're going to do Colorado, though, you got to do it in the summertime. I mean, I and only only someone from Texas would say that, right? Because I don't do snow. Like if it goes, if it gets below forty degrees, that's the end of the damn world. We're all going to die. So, but to have like a summer where it's eighty degrees, I don't even know what that would be like. It's eighty degrees here in January. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but so. <laughs> yeah, where it's you can go somewhere in the summer and it's cool because I don't I don't like snow. Yeah, I guess that's my thing. Uh, it, my my answer is very similar to yours in that I just want to go somewhere where I mean, yes, it's fun to have those things to do, tooling around or whatever. But sometimes it's nice to be in a place where the main attraction is where you are. You know what I mean? Like if we had that beach, that would be my thing. I wouldn't feel the need to go do this or do that or whatever. I'd be on the beach all day, you know? Yeah. Well, there were a couple places that we went while we were on Galveston while we were there that I, I would not, I wouldn't go again. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't impressed with the pier at all. It was just really crowded. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to what Moody Gardens. Yeah. Don't sue me, but I wasn't impressed, and it cost way too much to get into that place. Right. So yeah, I'd, there would be more beach time for sure. Yeah, for sure. I that that's what I want. I want somewhere where I don't. I'm not getting knocked down with tourists every few minutes. I'm not fighting to see things, and you know, like just going to an aquarium sometimes is is gets on my nerves because you can't see anything for little Ricky and Timmy running out in front of you with their fingers pressed against the glass and it's like oh my god get the fuck out of my way you know <laughs> so well and the parents don't control their kids it's like they walk into one of these places and they think that the staff there are supposed to be the babysitters or something and they just let the little monsters run everywhere yeah it's irritating control your damn kids yeah our kids are always polite and respectful and they don't run off from us or anything they just stand with us and ooh ah and move along because if they get out of line, I'll make them walk home. <laughs> but no, I I would like to, like that whole private island thing or abandoned cabin in the woods thing. That would be, that would be my ultimate but scenario. You're not talking about either not- of those in a castaway or evil dead sense, <laughs> no, right? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Like we, last year we went to a beach and I can't remember what it was called. Sugar. I don't know. It was in something. Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana. And it was one that was not like one of those hugely widely known public beaches. So there was literally only a few people there. So we got to have just our own stretch to ourselves and wander up and down. And that day, the weather happened to be perfect. It was a little bit overcast. And we just played with crabs and wandered up and down looking for shells. And it was the best time. Like, I'm ready to go back. And we found that place totally by accident. Like We we, we were literally on our way home and just driving down, I guess you'd call it the coast road. Mm -hmm. And we were like, fuck it, let's just pull over. And then we found that beach and was like, shit, there's nobody here. Yeah, it was it was on the way home from a trip to Baton Rouge. Yeah, and it was it was pretty nice. 
Yeah, yeah. I loved that beach. I, like I said, I'm ready to go back. See, so you just but... needed a house a little bit further up from the water and a six-pack. Yep. That being said, Lala, you know, you live in Corpus. Just saying. <laughs> we might have to, when we're not so damn poor, we might have to invade your space a weekend or something. I'm not above couch surfing. <laughs> you guys will have to sleep on the floor. <laughs> Anyway, thanks again, Lala. Sorry that I forgot that question. But our final series of questions comes from none other than my little sister, Robin. And this first question, when she asked me, made me laugh my entire ass off because it's been a hot button topic, at least in the first season of the show. And that is, Travis, why do you hate Rob Zombie so much? Robin, (laughs) why do you like Rob Zombie's movies? (laughs) At I'm, all. I'm sitting here and I'm literally looking at the autographed concert photo that she got for me when she got to meet him in person. Okay, big difference between the music and the movies, okay? <laughs> Why do I not like Rob Zombie's movies? Because I feel like there's there's just they're shallow. It's all he sits around and he thinks, What kind of shocking shit can I put in a movie? Do we need to scalp someone? Cool, throw it in there. Let's have some rape. Rape's always good for a movie. Let's do just some disgusting slimy shit. Let's uh have my wife walk around naked. All right, uh, to so, be fair, you did enjoy that for a time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so let's just get a whole bunch of crazy looking stuff that we could put on screen and that's my movie. There's no content. Everything's done for shock value. Style over substance. And now I will give the guy credit. He's really good at imagery. I just wish he had more content to his movies. I mean, that, that's it. That's the reason I don't like him. All it is is just his wife naked and just gross shit and rape. Why the Rob, why do you have to put rape in every movie you make? Why? Why do you do it? It's not necessary. We don't need to see it. Knock that shit off. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. <laughs> you start to get heated there for a minute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's not that serious, honey. You're like, ugh, well, ugh. Okay, so the thing that frustrates me the most with Rob Zombie is that clearly he's got an eye for, for shots, for the cinematography, the style, the art part of it. He just he, he chooses to do those type of movies instead of like really, I don't know, I want to say really putting some effort into it, doing a good movie. Like if he really put his mind to making a serious movie that's not The Devil's Rejects, it might be really awesome. No, I like The Devil's Rejects I know a lot. you do. Um, so does Robin. Um, I For me, it's a little bit of a love-hate relationship, right? Because I, I don't hate Rob Zombie films at all. I would say The Lords of Salem is probably one of my favorite ones he's ever done. I think I've said it before. It's a visual feast. It, it's one of the most beautiful films of his I've ever seen. Of his. Let's straighten that out. <laughs> Not ever, but of his. I'm kind of like you in that I wish that he would branch out a little bit. So we'll see what happens with the monsters. That's, that's not out yet. We'll see what happens. So far, I'm not terribly impressed with what I've seen. Um, I was going to say, have you seen any of the stills that are out there? It's not the stills I have a problem with. It's the acting that I have a problem with. But I just wish that he could branch out from just white trashy characters a little bit. And it would be great to see him um, try more serious fare. And the thing is, the guy is so talented, like ridiculously talented. And you can see those bones there in something like The Devil's Rejects because how you're going to expect us to like the characters of Baby and Otis and... um, The other one? The other one. I'm losing my mind. Sid Haig's character. You're not supposed to like these people. They're awful people. They do some of the most heinous shit ever that we should not be rooting for. 
and yet he somehow brings some humanity to them at the end of the day. And it's like, more of this, please. Yes, you know, but we don't want to see those same characters in every single film that he does. Yeah, see, I feel like House of a Thousand Corpses was just too much. Like, he had the... He did bring sort of the humanity in, like, was it, Devil's Rejects? And, I don't know, Three from Hell was just not good at all. At all. It just it was just a bad movie. Um, but I feel like in the Devil's Rejects, you get some emotion there from some of those characters. But, like, if you... House of a Thousand Corpses. He had the bones for a really awesome Manson family-esque movie. Mm-hmm. And he fucked it up. <laughs> just like that one could have been it was it, was, it could have been a cross between like manson family maybe chainsaw massacre oh it it wears its influences on its but sleeve the bones for sure. the bones were there like if you had otis and he was bearded and he was like the leader of the family he was bearded n- not in the first one was he not no well, it was kind of like real scraggly he had like three chin hairs <laughs> um he hadn't grown his man's beard yet but and then you have baby Acting like baby and the mom who's just so weird and yeah, just 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 no. Like it could have been good and then we I just think put the in first some one, weird shit. I have a soft spot for the first one because I think it's fun. There are things that I love about it and I quote a lot, but I think that The Devil's Rejects is the better film. I don't mind Three from Hell. It didn't, it was missing what The Devil's Rejects had. It just felt like soulless, I guess. There there wasn't any enthusiasm behind no, it. No, that was just, we're going to make it. some money. That kind of, it. kind of, yeah. Um, One more problem I have with his movies. Okay. He does not have to cast his wife as the female lead in every movie. Oh my God. I hate that argument. I hate that argument. I'm Why? sorry. We're, we're going to agree to disagree because I think that it's, she doesn't act in anything else apart from his films. She has been, has, has been quoted as saying, I'm not an actress. I do these for my husband. So I love that he loves her to the point that he wants her in everything. And I love the fact that she does that for him because it's what he loves to do. Okay. So Totally respect your opinion. Totally agree. I think it's fantastic that she's willing to do that. She may be really uncomfortable being on screen. I kind of doubt it. She doesn't act like she's uncomfortable being on screen wearing assless chaps but she doesn't have to be the lead character do you know what i mean like even in the monsters he cast her as lily like the she that's the female lead of the monsters i'm just saying she doesn't necessarily have to be front and center there are actresses out there that are extremely talented that could do these roles that's all i'm saying okay i did agree to disagree but yeah yeah <laughs> anyway so sorry robin i know you're gonna want to kill travis is in his sleep now but you know <laughs> anyway her next question is if you could make a film based on a serial killer who would you choose i'll go first yes you will go first so there have been a couple of light adaptations about charles manson i would like to see what would happen if it was taken seriously and with more detail so there i still feel like there's so much we don't we haven't seen you know like what pushed him to be this person that he was? You know, he obviously enjoyed music, wanted to have a band. You know, uh, he was inspired by the Beatles. Why? You know, how, how was how did the band thing come along? What made him completely decide to crack? Well, not decide to crack, but what made him crack and decide to commit these horrible acts and atrocities and, you know, the Sharon Tate murder? I would just like to see that done more in depth. And I would also like to see it with high 
caliber actors with talent. It could be a really serious film if it was put in the right hands. You know, I know that um, Quentin Tarantino dabbed a little bit into it with uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I would like to see, you know, what what that would look like in the hands of a, of a talented filmmaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I feel like a lot of them have been done, like, Dahmer, Dave got that. It was mm-hmm. Jerry, Jeremy Renner, right? Yes. Um, I don't want to see one about John Wayne Gacy because no. he was a Chester. Yeah. And I don't want to see that. So I'm not a big fan of true crime, but if I was going to have to pick one, I think I'd have to go with H.H. H. Holmes. There's never really been a movie about him. There's a couple of documentaries that they did about him, but I think it could be interesting in the right hands. Um, for anybody that doesn't know, he had basically a torture castle. It was like an old hotel that he had built weird shit in it and run gas lines so he could knock his victims out. And yeah, dude did some weird shit. Um, and I think it would be interesting. It'd be an interesting thing just to see that. He was also a horse thief. <laughs> in torture chambers, he was also a horse thief. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he was a big fan of being married to more than one woman at the same time. Ah. Illegally. Okay, yeah. there's that whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, he confessed to 27 murders, but they only, victim-wise, one confirmed and nine suspected. So they don't really know. See, there's some mystery there, which gives the filmmaker a little bit of wiggle room because we don't know. So that's my pick. Okay. So Robin's final question, kind of in the same vein, is how do you feel about films being made on real-life instances? So true crime films i don't care for true crime okay elaborate i, I just did be, i don't be that guy no i just don't <laughs> i just don't i don't know um that's all i got <laughs> okay well let me talk I just, about like it the maybe true crime podcast and stuff like that and watching the true crime stuff on tv and stuff i'm just not i don't know it just doesn't capture my interest okay so i will also say that i'm not a big fan of true crime either um every once in a while i'll get sucked into something like um i don't know maybe I'll have a week where I want to where I want to visit you know things that happened in Texas or stuff like that I, I've been known to do that from time to time but is it just being one of my things no I don't I don't do true crime podcasts or shows or anything like that it's just yeah not really my thing that being said I don't know that I'd want to see them just because sometimes truth is stranger than fiction and like for instance a podcast that I really enjoy that does have an element of true crime in it is um talk scary to me that's a great podcast with danielle harris and scout taylor compton that i tune into every week and they have segments where they talk about true crime incidents happening all over the country or they listen to 911 calls and some of the stuff they have played on that show or talked about on that show is fucking heartbreaking or terrifying more, more often than not it's just fucking upsetting and like there's a story that comes to mind once where they were talking about the death of a three-year-old toddler because her family thought that she was possessed. That really, really, really upset me as a parent. Um, mostly because the mom turned around and acted so nonchalant about it. It is what it is, you know? And I, oh man, I can't even with that. So that type of stuff, I don't know that I could watch it and be okay after. Yeah. Be- 
people do worse shit to other people in real life almost than what you see in horror movies yes people are the real monsters yeah absolutely so i think yeah i think that's why it might be too much it yeah i think it would be too much for me like um there's films out there like an american crime or the girl next door which i believe is about the same case of a girl who was locked up and tortured by another family and i have not watched those films i don't want to watch those films because it's just i want to you know there are a lot of serious films that i like but at the same time like even something as fucked up as hellraiser or the thing or whatever i still enjoy them and i can still walk out and have been entertained i don't want to walk out of a movie feeling just i had a horrible time with it you know well with those this isn't fun yeah but with those no matter how scared you get or how grossed out you get there's always an element of but it's fake but this is a movie Right. Right. If you start doing that other stuff, it's like, oh, shit, this really happened to somebody. Right. And that takes you to a different place. Well, that's what I'm saying. There's a whole different feeling to that. We talked about this and, you know, people might laugh at me or whatever, but we talked about this with uh, Tales from the Hood last year about how I had a hard time with that movie for years because of its portrayal of domestic abuse and police brutality. Because in my mind, I was like, holy shit, this is stuff that really happens. And somebody who has been the victim of um, abuse as a child, it, it was hard. It was hard to watch some of that shit. You know, you have doofuses in the off in the theater that think that's funny or whatever because it's david allen greer or whatever but no like if ah it's just yeah i have a a harder time with stuff that could really happen you know yes freddy krueger there really could be a freddy krueger out there murdering children but he's probably not cracking wise and you know making elaborate deaths with cockroaches either no there's nothing nothing about it that is going to be funny yeah so anyway hope we didn't upset you too bad Thank you for the questions at any rate. Now, you you know she's not going to know if we answered these or not because she doesn't listen to the show. Oh, my God. Here we go again. And I would say, you know, we'll just call Justin out and be like, hey, you need to send us some questions, too. But he doesn't listen either. So <laughs> he won't know that he's getting called out. <laughs> he told you last week, like, dude, I do. <laughs> yeah, I know. We love you guys. We love you both. (laughs) But anyway, that's going to do it for this month's episode of Pillow Talk. And we will continue on into the month of September with more of our countdown. So stay tuned for that. And when we come back in October, of course, like we said, we're we're starting with Robocop. And we'll just link up the beginning. We'll have to see what editing brings us, what life's going to look like after I'm, you know, working lady. But seriously, though, thank everybody for sending us the questions this week. Uh, We enjoyed those questions. Thank you for not making them too difficult for me. (laughs) That's always appreciated. (laughs) Bonus points. So that wraps us up. We'll see you guys next week. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby. Hey, Ashley. So what would people do if they're enjoying the show and they want to leave us a review? You'd review the show on your favorite platform, but that's just me. But who are you? I'm SpookyMom83. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not going to direct you to Facebook because I hate it. (laughs) And I guess that makes me TravisL80 on Twitter. Just don't expect a lot. Yeah, you're not really big on the social stuff. I'm socially inept. That's true. But if you guys want to reach out, tell us what your favorite movie is, got any requests, any questions, stuff like that. You know, they can just stop in and say hi. They can just stop in and say hi. I will say hi. 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 Hello there. (laughs) But seriously, guys, feel free to reach out to us on all of our social media platforms. So they can kind of just stop in for whatever they want. And tell Travis why he's the better of the two, obviously. Please. Please do that. (laughs) 
Till next time, guys. Later. Bye.